and welcome to Hey Art, What's Good? We are a podcast based in the northeast of England where we like to see what's good with art. My name is Alice. My name is Rosie. And something we like to do here on Hey Art, What's Good? is check in with each other, see what's good with us. It's been a little while since we've actually recorded, so it's nice to kind of have a catch up and see, you know, what's good. So Rosie, what is good with you? Well, lots has happened since we last like properly spoke on air. Um... So it's took like a little sec to decide what actually was good and what to talk about. So the thing that I is good the most. Who the mostest? <laughs> the mostest goodest is I visited on so I live in North Shields and on the fish key, like just up from the fish key, there's a little like coffee place has just opened up, like a little hub called Northeast Homeless. And it's the charity Northeast Homeless or N-E-H or NE as I like to talk about it. <laughs> but it's just like a really nice place like for like me to go for a coffee now. But it's obviously like the larger scheme is to help the homeless, which I'm all about. And they have like creative vibes there so they've got like a rent a shelf sort of thing so if you're a creative person you can just for like four pounds a week or a month I can't really remember but like you could just put your wares up on their shelf for a little bit and like make a little bit of money and like start your business or they're gonna have like art exhibitions and I got talking to the lady Emma who works there I think her name was Emma she was lovely (laughs) (laughs) if it's not I'm really sorry (laughs) But yeah, that's what's good with me. Like, cool, like, social mobility charities. Yeah, all that good stuff. I was like flailing my arms a little bit there as I was like trying to think of the words. <laughs> it helps. It truly does. It does. No, it does. Good to articulate like that. Yeah, I'm like very I'll physical. Gesticulate, <laughs> I think, is the word. Ooh, love it. Love a word. So yeah, that's that's what's good with me. Going for my coffees and helping the homeless. Hey, oh, well, lovely. That's very good. Nice one. And hopefully doing some art things there, if they'll let me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're allowed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you? What's good? Well, what's good with me is all podcast related, really. So I've, um, you know, me and Rosie do this podcast. We like podcasts. And so Rosie has recommended podcasts to me and she's quite good at recommending them and knowing what I like. Cause as it turns oh, thanks, out, man. we are friends. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? Came as a shock to me too. Um, <laughs> but I've been, I've actually been back to work a lot this week doing stuff that doesn't necessarily require me to actually listen. So like, just like grunt edit work. So it's like, I don't want to listen to silence or I don't want to listen to all this nonsense noise. I'll listen to podcasts instead. And so last week I did a ridiculous, I was just, I lived at work. It was ridiculous, but I managed to get through three full shows, like three different shows and they're all great. So the first one Rosie recommended to us was Radio Rental, which is like uh, an anthology, well, not anthology, I don't know if that's the right word, but basically it's every episode has two or three real like stories of just like weird uh kind of sometimes spooky generally fucked up things um and it's rain wilson like hosts it but as a fictional character like who works at this like video rental store in the current like age yeah. like 2020 <laughs> or 2019 when it first came out so um so it's like real stories embedded in a fake shop yes which 
isn't real, but the podcast is real. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. It's great. There's layers. And amazing. So like, I mean, but so it's kind of like if you ever went on like, like Reddit No Sleep or like Let's Not Meet on Reddit or something, it's kind of like those types of stories. So like there was like a couple where it's like people talking about like when they interacted with a serial killer and obviously they, yeah. were, a, they were a story that like the serial killer didn't get them, but it was like some of them were so creepy and I love stuff like that. So that was the first yeah. one I listened to. It was amazing. Second one I listened to uh, is a series. Um, it's It was like a short, like eight or 10 episodes uh, with Chloe Grace Moretz as like a lead and character called Gaslight. And this one was weird and interesting. I'm not like a huge fan of how it ended because it didn't end bad. It just didn't end interesting-ish. But I would still recommend it um, just generally because like the subject matter is like kind of like culty. So like Chloe Grace Moretz like just ups and leaves like the day after or the day before graduation. And then this podcast is set, like the story is set like seven years later or something. She just comes back into like our old best friend's life. And it's like, it becomes very, very clear very quickly. It's like, oh, she joined a cult. And then... <laughs> It's just, it's super interesting because you get to hear like tapes from like kind of when she first joined. It's like, oh, it's kind of like, you know, Scientology is kind of like, oh, like record like all your truths here. Like, so you can like get it all out and stuff. But then that's just yeah. like stuff they'll use against you sort of thing. Kind of like that sort of vibes. So it was pretty creepy and pretty, I mean, ridiculously well produced. My God. Mm. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then I also listened to uh, Carrier, which Rosie, I feel like you've recommended to us on the podcast before. Ages ago, I finally got like, round to it. <laughs> Real good. No, no judgment, by the way, because like <laughs> it's more. That's more of a reflection on how many podcasts I listen to in a short amount of time. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, you're listening one... to like a normal amount. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. I listen to just a bunch of them. <laughs> um, but it's My really life. good. It's um, <laughs> it's another like story. These are all like narrative story ones. Uh, I guess. Um, so this one is like this uh truck driver in this like weird cargo that she's like transporting, and it's like sci-fi and like grim-ish, but just really good, real good. So yes. that's that's what's good with me. It's like a, a weekly hey. podcast roundup for you there, <laughs> dear listeners. If you fancy something I a bit different it. uh to listen to rather than art in the northeast, if you want to expand some podcast horizons, then I would recommend all of those. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed them. Yeah, pretty Gives good. Gives me like a little booster. I've got some more for you after we've finished recording. Oh my so. God, amazing. Perfect. Because <laughs> the more art I do, the more podcasts I listen to. Yeah. So that's also a thing. Nice. <laughs> oh, something else that's a thing, a really cool thing, is <laughs> the thing we're going to talk about this week. <laughs> well done, well was done. Was it a good segue? Not necessarily, but it but was a was segue. Was it a segue? Yes. Yeah, so. Indeed. I'll take it. All segues are welcome here. Perfect. Apart from the ones that ride you off a cliff. Apart from those ones, yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a throwback, <laughs> that <Yeah>. one. <laughs> um, what we're going to talk about in this episode is one of the new exhibitions that's on at Baltic in Gateshead. Um, we're, we're reached out to by... Uh, Kat, who works at the marketing team at Baltic, she's like, "Oh, do you want to come have a look at one of the new shows that's on before it opens?" And I mean, we're always—I mean, of yes. Course. Basically, the answer was <laughs> always probably going to be yes because that's just really cool. And something really cool about this, and it's happened before when we've been like a press preview at the Lang, is like they're still building stuff because like it literally yeah. happens right up until the day before it opens 
it's still getting worked on. Um, so it was very cool and weird to kind of see it in that sort of context, but I really enjoyed it. Yes, I was nerding out because it's like getting to see a secret. Like, yeah, we got to see like a bit more of the behind the scenes stuff. And I love that. Oh, so, I'm a big fan. Yep. It was just cool. Like the vibe was totally different because it wasn't an art space. It was a working space. Like people were doing construction-y things. And so it was like fun to be in the art environment, but not in the art yep. like bubble almost. Because it was these were just like just technicians doing their thing. Yep. On cool lifts that oh, they yeah. then drove around. Doing some building, doing some painting, going up and down some scissor lifts. Like Yeah, scissor lifts, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So um, this exhibition is called Against Time by an artist called Huma Bapa. I don't think I'm saying that right. Huma Baba? Baba? Um, and it's just super duper interesting. Like with, I've talked about a lot, one of my favorite art genres or any genre in just ever is like sci-fi, like kind of like, you. Uh, what's it called? Euchronias. So like a Euchronia in sci-fi is like when like something different happened in the past and then it looks as it as though it's kind of like the times continued on, but then that thing happened. Um, that's my favorite thing. And this kind of is that, kind of isn't that. It ki- it's ba- it's so many different concepts, genres, and like art references all merged together. And I was, before we started recording, I was like, how the hell are we going to cover everything? Because we <laughs> just in like the first 10 minutes of us being in that room, we'd already like come up with like five theories. Because this is what we do when we go to art stuff. We're like coming up with theories about like, what could it mean? What could it be? What is it to us? You know, like yeah. just totally playing around. And like, there's a lot to play with. There's oh, yeah. a lot to think about. It's just like, it is a visual feast. And thematically, like so. the themes that it encompasses are just fun, as Alice said, both in the sci-fi. I feel like we can definitely sense that from the podcast recommendations that I think you so. just gave us. I think so, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, if you're anything like us, this is not one to be missed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, a lot of the, like, kind of overarching themes and stuff. Well, well, as soon as you walk in, actually, I'm doing a creation corner. I don't think we've specifically <gasps> called it a creation corner in a while. So why don't you do that for work? Why don't you walk us around creation corner? Just just real quick. I say real quick. Okay. It won't oh be quick because this exhibition is huge. Classic Baltic. Classic Baltic. Uh, <laughs> it's always hu- humongous. <laughs> um, okay, well, hello. Welcome to Curation Corner. Today, I'm going to take you through the Baltic. What was it? What floor was it? It's not quite the fourth viewing floor. deck. The fourth floor. So you can go to the fifth floor and like look over everything. And that in and of itself for this exhibition, I think, is going to be super cool. <laughs> because you walk in and you're met with it's the huge room at the top. Not as big as some of the other rooms, thankfully, because otherwise this curation corner would take even longer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you, so you kind of, you walk in and it's a dim, dimly lit room with almost like spotlights coming down, like really clear lights coming down on the artworks, which are mainly sculptural, I would say. There's lots of 2D work like around the walls, but the showstoppers are definitely the sculptures. The sculptures are on like two absolutely huge plinths 
that have like plinths on them so you're kind of walking around like it's there's a big level of division between you and the artwork like for some of them you kind of can't get really up close but I think that added to this like museum vibe so how I would describe it is if you've ever been to the British Museum in London there is a section of there of like ancient stone sculptures and it's just a huge like a beautiful huge collection of all these treasures from around the world um and that's the vibe it's like you're walking into like a traditional kind of museum but this is a contemporary art gallery and it's a white cube space so it's like as if the like tate modern and the british museum had a baby yeah this <laughs> oh well now that you can you, since you frame it in that context it just made us think it fits in really well with the general theme which is that of kind of like found um like found like objects found like sculptures like cultural kind of markers and relics and that kind of works so that's like obviously that's what museums are like, like especially the old museums it's like oh look at these cool old things i'll put them on like nice plinths you can have a look at it don't touch it because it's really old um that's kind of how this is all set up it's like as though yes. like all these art pieces have been found like in the future or from some like past civilization or from like a war-torn country, which is the case for a lot of the stuff in the Brit. Um, yes, and it's kind of all... war-torn a lot of a lot of the time because historically we were starting wars with people. Yes, <laughs> we did that quite a bunch. And then we just then we stole take the their stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, colonialism. Yep. So I mean, that's I think that's one of the big themes in this, and that's also kind of just an overarching theme in general sci-fi, anyways, because it's like you know, kind of write what you know so whilst it can be in this far removed future distant land like colonialism is a huge um aspect for a lot of um, sci-fi stuff um it's pretty interesting yeah and i feel like i'm gonna i've just had a look so i'm just gonna double check because i'm sure the artist is like pakistani slash american and i definitely feel mm. like those are two parts of the world where that have been very intensely um impacted by things like colonialism and the movement of people and yes. just stuff like that so i feel like this is very like on point with that yeah definitely and like that kind of like yeah traveling from east to west living in both places um that and really kind of like belonging to both as well yeah, yeah. Belonging to both and like just kind of like I was going to say like genre hopping within the art. I don't know if that's the right term, but like if you if you say it, you'll know what I mean. It's like tons of influences from like all of the place. You've got kind of like just you look in sculptures and like photos and imagery that kind of makes you think of like Middle Eastern sort of um, landscapes. But then you've got like lots of references to kind of more Western media. Like we'll talk about German expressionism in a bit because hooey, I like that. <laughs> Alice's favorite. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Hooey. Something to look forward to. Yeah kind of like hops all over the place it's it's amazing i'm just so glad we got to see this exhibition and i really would encourage while you still have the chance lovely listeners please try and get out to the baltic because it's actually really we'll talk about the covid stuff yeah after and tell you how uber safe it is and how secure i felt when i went but after the art because yeah. that's really what we're here for no one mm -hmm. wants to like hear about covid all the time <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> so back to the art back to this like British Museum vibe which I loved because of the kind of you know you're in a contemporary art gallery and you're with contemporary art so like it's this weird feeling of displacement and 
again with what we've just been talking about like that's a key part of museums and kind of the displacement of people and artifacts throughout history because of colonialism Mm. (laughs) um so the sculptures that are on these plinths which as i said are like there's two massive ones that in another gallery that would be the size of a room like these plinths are huge and then they have like other plinths on um And they have a range of different types of sculpture. But I think the first thing you notice when you walk in is the like nine foot tall, human-esque, like very human-like, almost like totems. Like they look to me like they were, yeah, yeah, like they're an idol or something or, and they, they definitely look like they're made of wood. Yeah, oh, like they like or like, stone or like these really solid materials, um, like solid and, but aged. I would like specify, yeah. and that's like that was what made it so exciting when we realized because it was quite clear like some of the other elements of the show and the other mediums that have been used were things like I'm sure wasn't there like some rubber like tire that had been yeah. Like, stretched and destroyed and distorted and there was like wire kind of structures and like like, wire and um clay and bronze and like these like hard like arty materials typically yeah and then on closer inspection you find out because you can see there's these little lines in some of these huge like i'm talking huge maybe i'm being a bit too dramatic but like Taller than us, so that's pretty big. Godlike. <laughs> they like it's it reminds me of like ancient it gave me like like Inca or Mayan or like you know these really ancient civilizations that yeah. would build these huge huge statues of like of their gods and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the vibe. I'm into it. Oh yeah. But yeah, you notice these like weird lines going like horizontally across them and it's like it's really strange and you know it's like some of these pieces are like extremely aged but then on the other hand they're like kind of pristine and white at the same time Mm -hmm. and then you look closer and then you realize they're made out of polystyrene styrofoam same styrofoam (laughs) is it the same we'll see (laughs) we'll say yes why not decisive action (laughs) yes love it (laughs) This is our podcast and things can be made up whatever we want. Indeed. <laughs> and if we're wrong, you've got to go to the Baltic and then prove us wrong by yep. going there and seeing it. Indeed. <laughs> so, yeah, I think apart from that, curation corner-wise, the only thing I could mention is, because as you go along the sides of the room, the line, the walls are lined with kind of collage photographs paintings like really like just loads of like real gestural expression expressive quite large scale wall-based work and then i really like there's a bit at the back yeah like a little other room and that's i don't know is it just well is it collage uh, I don't know no, I think they're it. all it's tough because some of them to me like a lot of them seem like sketches and like drawings but then some of them seem maybe kind of printy it's hard to tell but like all like same size like i don't know like a2 ish a1 ish like all framed um like part of a series it is part of a series it's um called reconstructions that in of itself could have been an exhibition because it was very cool and i'll go more into the like what the 2d based work was 
because that could also be its whole, like a whole other episode, but <laughs> is good. Yes, it's very good. Um, so I mean, we could uh start. I think I, I want to start with that final, like the end. It's not a room. It's kind of a room. Yeah. Like, okay. Let's start bit. from the back forward. Yeah. Perfect. Ooh, right. mixed love it. it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So as I as I said, like the, these pieces are all like part of a cohesive whole from a series called Reconstructions. Um. And from a distance, you could maybe mistake them for like black and white photographs, like kind of old archivey sort of stuff. When you get closer, you see it's like some kind of drawing. I don't know if it's like I don't know, like charcoal or pen or it. It could. It could be anything. I've got no idea, but they're all not like they're all vaguely abstracty, but they're all like depicting like scenes and landscapes, all with like what seem to be really large kind of like humanoid figures. Yes, or the trace of those. Oh yeah, more accurately, definitely yeah, a trace of something huge and monumental, and it's this sort of thing of like like something has happened. And these things, because you, you don't see like people or like small things or like like houses or like normal kind of buildings and stuff. All you see is like a kind of ruined-ish landscape with these kind of ruined but still there monuments or traces of monuments. Mm-hmm. And there's like a few ways you could look at this as there's a few ways you could look at the whole kind of exhibition as um, uh, my mind immediately jumps to like a future where, like something happens and then this is all that's left like people are gone but like mm-hmm. this is a trace of people left behind another thing is um like in contemporary like life society like worn torn like places like yes if something's been like really like attacked and bombed and destroyed um like a lot of the time this isn't what's left like sometimes there's not even like cultural uh, and, and like heritage sort of things left but sometimes that's all there is and it's like well well, it's kind of like the mines and stuff. Like sometimes we've got like some temples mm-hmm. and some bits and bobs, but like that's it, baby. So yeah, like, this is kind of that, and it's all I have got love to go it. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my so the theory that I had throughout this exhibition is that this is because this is why this exhibition was so much fun. There's just so much to imagine with this. It's very. It, it has like a narrative, but it doesn't tell you what the narrative is. So you have to fill in the gaps. And the narrative I was conjuring was like, that we're actually, this is like an alien landscape. Like this is another planet or this is Earth either millions of years before humans or millions of years after humans. So it's basically aliens. Ooh, yeah. And that these are like the artifacts that we're finding on like this archaeological dig of an alien planet or something because it's like everything's sort of familiar and sort of human but not um yeah it's so there's just so much to play with here (laughs) oh yeah it's fantastic and like that's just a fun thing about art like we always love going and say oh this could mean this and then here's a here's a story it's like here's what i imagined could have happened and then this is this is what we got um, yeah. but like this whole room is like just a, a cool series of just like different depictions like this like some of them in the distance you can see is what's probably a huge thing but one that I really like is um, so if you're facing it there's like the three walls in the corner and on the back wall on the far right there's one where it's kind of like 
it looks like it's like on a beach or like a seascape and there's yeah. this just huge like humanoid um like statue monument thing just like lying down on its back kind of like you know like when saints got like got the tombs and then there'd be like a, a stone carving of the or the knights sorry the knight of also saints um <laughs> like that it like looks like kind of totally. funeral-y or kind of like a funeral pyre like it looks like it's like on some kind of elevated platform so like to me that's like like a monument of someone like in this context of someone who died and it's like kind of like a peaceful um kind of representation but if we're thinking in terms of cool alien stuff which you know i am baby <laughs> the um the stuff that we have of like saints and knights is saint and knight sized so you know between five and six and a bit foot tall these things look huge like i don't know 50 to 100 feet if not bigger so I don't know. This could be like the kind of like titans that walked on this landscape, like yeah. whenever this was. So I think it's just yeah, it's a fun thing to think of. And something else I really enjoy about these, whatever they are, these expressive landscapes. I'm just going to call them because sure. they're like inky and because they're like all in black and white and grey. Mm-hmm. So like they have this real like industrial feel to them to me. I don't know why that is, but like some of them almost look like abandoned mine shafts or like there's like, there's something like that. And again, it's like this connection to like digging and like discovering and collecting or like, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's coal and fuel or, you know, like an archeological dig. Yeah. It's just, but it's very like, I mean, earthy in the sense it's like, it's kind of dirty. Yes. It's kind of like gritty. And it's, there's definitely like, it's sinister. It feels a bit sinister. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe weird, like, because the thing is, there's no real indicator of scale in the the pictures. So we could just be like reflecting on the, like the sculptures that we've, you know, that you have to walk past to get to this back room. And like, we could just be like, thinking about how monumental they are and then kind of putting that onto these images. But, you know, I do think they have their own quality. Yeah. But it's just so interesting that something that doesn't have any indication of scale can feel so big. Yeah, definitely. And I wonder what made us think that. I think that's why I'm just like, what? Because it definitely feels like that. It does, yeah. Can can we talk about the feet? Because I think they're in the same boat, which is like the opposite end of the room when you first walk in immediately to your left is that right yep, <laughs> i said it, yeah. it with like so confident i was gonna say yeah like, you were wait. there <laughs> <laughs> like in my mind's eye i'm there um but we saw these amazing they're like photographs and they're huge like we love huge photographs i think we've talked about this we talked yep. about this from sunderland because yeah. there's nothing quite as impressive as an absolutely huge printed photograph like especially huge color printed photos which, which these yes. are they're in color and they're lovely they're just mm. really like satisfying photographs to look at like i'd definitely have them in my house if they were a little bit smaller maybe uh, i don't <laughs> have sure a wall big enough for that space. i'm sure you'd manage <laughs> yeah well maybe if the ball make feels... a new wall with the photo <laughs> perfect sorted um so they're like images of well they're photographs of these like sculpted feet and they're like again humanish not quite humanish because i don't think they have toes or anything but like like shoes maybe yeah um but they look absolutely massive and my first instinct is they are huge shoes like they looked like they are as big as me easy oh yeah and then 
the more we talked about it, the more we thought about it, we were like, actually, it could just be like, like fun camera tricks. Because it was kind of like, it was the way they were photographed on like a flat surface, kind of, it was looks like a sunset or a sunrise. So it was like a lot of sky and a lot of flat land. And then it like these, it could have just been like, you know, they could have actually been like Polly Pocket shoes. Yeah. Or like oh, Lego feet, you know, they could have been absolutely tiny. Mm-hmm. But I'll never know. Well, well no, that's, um, it's called uh, macro photography. It's like a, a certain, like macro or like tilt shift, depending on how you do it. Like, so it's, so you can take a photo of something like real close up, like literally like, you, with normal camera lenses, you kind of have to be like, I don't know, like maybe it's like 30 centimeters away at the closest for some lenses. But if you've got something that's real small, you want to get real close. Uh, so you can have a special lens to do that. And so it kind of makes something that is teeny tiny look potentially huge. Because again, like a sense of scale, the only stuff, it's like in a, or to describe like the actual like shoes or boots or feet, it's kind of like blocky, made out of clay, like just two feet pointing the same way, just like right next to each other. Um, and all that's around it is like rocks and dust and stuff. And it's like rocks like come desert. in literally every size ever. So you can't use a rock <laughs> for scale for anything. Like technically we're on just a huge rock in space exactly. right now. So yeah. <laughs> bring so, it back to my space theories. Yeah. But like that was like one of the first things we saw when we came at this exhibition. And we spent a good five minutes just being like, but here's how it could be tiny. <laughs> oh, but okay, this makes me think it's huge. And... It's just a pair and of I feel feet. Like I love it. Cat, <laughs> who was showing us, Cat did show us round, right? Yeah. It was, yeah. Because I was like, was that the same woman? It absolutely was. It was. When someone sends you an email, I'm like, I don't know who you are. She yeah. was lovely. Cat, lovely to meet you. And I think she must have thought we were so weird because we walked in and there's all these amazing sculptures to look at and there's loads of stuff going on and we're just there like obsessed with these photos of feet, <laughs> like properly really intensely talking about like the first thing we saw <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah but, i mean just, hey that was, that was a me. good start to the rest of the show it's like we oh, got yeah we pretty much got as invested in almost everything else so there's but, that yeah. it was good <laughs> but um just to talk about the feet so it's it's a recurring kind of theme and motif across lots of different elements of the exhibition. So there's like these things as photos. So I don't know if um, the artist like created these, like sculpted these and then took the photos or if it was maybe something that she found, like when she was maybe back in Pakistan or somewhere like that, like that kind of like desert kind of landscape. Um, But also in the drawings of the reconstruction series, there's a couple uh, again that like drawings of what look like huge kind of sculptural feet because it still had some elements of like um like a frame or something so like so like if it was this huge massive construction there would have been like a wire frame and then it would have been like clay or whatever around it but over time it's kind of it's either not finished being made or it's degraded to such a point that there's only the feet left and then on the first plinth when you walk into the room um there's like a huge variety of the sculptures that's on there and there's like these little cast uh bronze feet um so it's like similar to what's in the photos but slightly different and um we got given from the same year i think i think so uh we got given a lovely booklet uh which kind of um with an essay by the creator for the exhibition called uh, a lady called emma dean from bollock who we also met really nice to meet you if you listen to this um and uh, it just says in that that the, uh, 
the artist, um, kind of keeps on going back to this theme. It was from like a scene in a movie that you saw once where this dude got blown up and all that was left of him were his like feet and ankles still poking out of like his high top shoes. Um, which one kind of gross and you know like horrifying <laughs> Awful. Um, but I feel so I've definitely seen that in like a cartoon or something as well which just it's like I feel as though originally it could have been in like easily like a war movie or something like that but you know you know how culture works everything that gets referenced yeah, in cartoons after a certain point meme ability it's oh, all yeah. a meme but, um, and also and very like not really the same at all but to do with like ruins and then if we're thinking about like ruins and remains and then we're thinking about human remains did you know that when that it's really common to find like on beaches just a shoe with a foot in it what be well not like really common (laughs) but like it's really like it happens all the time because if you're ever lost at sea or if like you know if anything like that ever happens your basically your feet just fall off with yeah. the shoe and then your shoes float kind of preserve. and then you just yeah yeah and then you just so beware basically yep. but but then you know just a, a fun fact about yeah. Ooh, that's the body because cool. that's kind and of like, then it sorry no no go on because that's like a kind of same same coin different side to what i was thinking of because i quite Ooh. like that's so like that's something that's left in one circumstance but then i was thinking like kind of the explosion element and the kind of like potential like war-torn theme of this whole exhibition it made us think a bit of um when like you know when in during world war ii when the atom bomb was uh, dropped on like hiroshima how there were like shadows of people left it kind of made us think of like traces like that and so i think it would fit really well in this theme um obviously like horrific and like quite like macabre but like just interesting really super yeah. duper interesting footsteps in the sand yeah but um yeah we should talk about um some of the i think the, the big the big styrofoam sculptures good it's the time the time yeah. is now <laughs> very excited because the first thing i want to say these huge massive monuments really gave me like some feminine vibes yeah so to me they were all women so they all seem to have like breasts and like just like female a like, female quality to them like hips and yeah yeah like a waist and like and i don't so i don't know what it was but like it just feels like they are very strong female monuments yeah give I me more that. <laughs> What makes us think of like um, I remember. I mean, you've seen them in tons of places, but I remember I went to the the Bode Museum in Berlin a while ago, and they had this really cool um like comparative um exhibition on of like kind of Western like Christian art, like statues and idols and stuff, compared to um like potential equivalents for like uh, African art. Um, so like you have like idols of I don't know like Madonna and a saint or whatever, and then it's all very, you know, Christian and very, like, male and patriarchal, uh, and obviously belief system across the world, very different. So a lot of, like, the African uh, contemporaries and equivalents were, like, 
of like revering women and by like female artists oh. so like a lot of them were like quite curvy and stuff but i think i saw this comp- i don't know where it was it was somewhere online ages ago but do you know like the kind of really like old like like that sort of like uh sculptures of like female bodies where it is like really curvy and bumpy and stuff like that and someone was like oh yeah it's like if male artists obviously because everything was um (laughs) and like it's like that's just like an exaggerated view of the female form but then someone compared it of like they took a photo of like them just looking down at themselves so you can see like the body like that and it's like if you just look at the sculpture like that it's like like a self-portrait sort of thing, but of sculpture. Yeah. So like that's that's how you see yourself literally if you look at yourself and like, all right, so this goes there and this goes there. So I love that. Yeah, I thought like similar, very similar vibes here, I would say. Yes. Cause it's very it's not trying to be anatomical at all. It's mm. very much like explaining the essence of a shape. Like that's why yeah. I'm taking this. So it's it's not trying to be like if it was trying to be a person, it doesn't look like a person and it doesn't want to be a person, but it's just enough like a person to be recognized. Yeah. So it's like like yeah, I don't know, it's lovely. Like the faces <laughs> are all I like I didn't actually the faces didn't seem like the thing you were meant to be drawn to at all. I don't know if that was just me, but it's like the faces were just there because these things had faces. The things that like seemed to draw me were like, so some of them, the colors used on them are really interesting because as I said before, a lot of them are very like, look like old. So they're like brown and they're kind of like wood or metal kind of have that look of them. But then they all have kind of, either they've just been left white or they've been painted or like the one I love most is like, bright blue yep and i think she's fabulous um and she was very intimidating because she's not on a plinth i don't think yeah so you can actually get up close oh, yeah, to her and it's there's like one ah. in this whole exhibition that's just on the floor kind of just stand at the side <laughs> is it is that the one i noticed there's one a blue one in the book called the receiver i think it might I think be. that might be her because what was one of the clues she was one of the big clues to me that it was a she because like not only does she have like yeah she kind of has like hips and like boobs and things but that's a vagina no penis here very much a vagina just nice v and i was like yeah okay cool know where i stand (laughs) stand alongside this woman but yeah so there's like you i feel like you're meant to your eye draws to the the color or the lack of color so when it's white and then there's really interesting additions like the baboon's bum of yes. one of them which i loved has like a p- pink bottom very, very cool just love that yep Big and then some of them have like like pink boobs or like detailing on the their like legs or arms and things so it's like it's very much about the body to me and like i was thinking it's all like they, these are solid and they're strong but then if that's kind of like a juxtaposition with their material because mm they are absolutely not sturdy or strong <laughs> yes well um i actually went back to the baltic uh Four I went marks yesterday. for that comment you said when we were there it's just come back to oh, me oh yes oh i'm gonna say that in one second but okay. i went with um i went to the baltic again yesterday and i made a comment to my sister of like probably the boxes that these sculptures came in are heavier than the sculptures yes because again they're all styrofoam <laughs> it's amazing um but like 
you blew my mind. Alice said something when we were going around the Baltic that was so good. I was like, did you just read that? <laughs> like, no, it came and from I was like, head. there's no way, she, no way she could have just made that up. <laughs> um, so obviously made out styrofoam and it's either set in some future world or maybe the past or maybe it's like kind of current day somewhere. Um, but the kind of future element made me think of um, like in the future when the world is literally a trash pile because there's so much garbage that cannot be recycled and will take many, many hundreds of years to degrade. I'm kind of imagining we'll have just like a trash crust around the earth. Um, And so in this future society where like wars happened, apocalypse has happened, it's probably a dystopia because that's, you know, where we're heading. Um, I feel like we're already in the dystopia. (laughs) Oh, very much. It's feeling like that. Um, but when you're in this place and you can't just get access, you, you can't go digging for clay, sculpting rocks and stuff, um, you're going to have access to all these like plastics, these non-biodegradable things and things like styrofoam. So like that's what I was thinking as I was going around, like because these are found materials by the artist, like she'll she like get like collect stuff like this to make art of it. It's a, a very kind of environmentally conscious aspect this whole exhibition as well which is pretty cool um but yeah that's what i was thinking of was like these are found materials in whatever kind of universe and setting that like these artifacts would be from um if that's what they are and not contemporary art um but i just thought that was a pretty an interesting uh comparison to make i loved it thank you blew my mind (laughs) very impressed with you and it's because I love, well, I don't love the idea, but I think a lot about the idea that that that's the mark like we're leaving, like we are of the age of plastic. Do you know how you had like the Bronze Age and the Stone Age and this, yep. is, this is the plastic age? And the artifacts that people, like so in thousands of years when people want to try and find out about our society they will be digging and finding plastic objects and that's how they will piece together what our life looked like in the same way that we know loads about the Greeks because they made loads of pottery or the Egyptians were really good at carving stuff into stone. So, you know, we know these things about them. So it's almost like this is, like it could be that this is a museum of the future where like these plastic monuments like have are like of huge value and historically are massively important but it's just like the big golden arches off of mcdonald's that fell off like yep. ten thousand years ago yeah definitely <laughs> you know something stupid like that Ooh, tiny segue of something that just popped into my mind like using old stuff like that as a reference for how things could be perceived in the future um there's a show it kind of went downhill and i only watched i think i watched it for the first couple of seasons um the show called the 100 i think it's on its last season now because obviously it's american so it's on like season nine or something ridiculous oh my god <laughs> um but it's basically it's a, a post-apocalyptic thing uh, there was nuclear war on earth and there was like a space station on earth that people have been living on for the past couple hundred years and they decide it's a really great idea to send the 100 um like delinquents like in juvie on this space because you know have to be like young because ratings and the cw i think it's the cw <laughs> um so they send these hundred kids essentially down earth to be like 
can they live there? Maybe we'll find out. And then what you'll learn real quick in the show is that not everyone died on Earth. Like when the bombs happened, people are still alive today and the societies and stuff. But just the names of places uh, are influenced by ruins of what's left. So there's like the, the capital of this like society um, is called Ton DC. And like, oh, that's kind of cool. And it's because there was a sign somewhere which would have said Washington DC and so much of it got like burned oh. off and like messed up. So it's called Ton DC. And that's how lots of places are named is based on like just references of what came before sort of thing. I love that. Well, that's, isn't that just exactly how we come up with place names now? Because you'll like find loads of places that like, that are really weird, like have really weird names. But if you go far back enough, it's because they've been missaid or like yes. mispronounced for long enough that the, the yep. pronunciation changed or enunciation? Enunciation. Well, enunciation. both really. Oh, yeah. Pronunciation, enunciation. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to be pedantic about it. <laughs> Dyslexic. <laughs> so yeah, th- th- this is what we're talking about, guys. There's just so many layers to this show. Oh yeah. Like it got me, it really inspired me to think about loads of different topics and themes and, you know, everything from like sci-fi to war to the future and past and history and geography and it's just, yeah. it's very inspiring. What can it I is. say? <laughs> I feel like we haven't even got to the two-dimensional stuff. And there's only, I think there's one element I would love to talk about. And it's the use of like photographs yes. in the paintings. Because there's a lot of like painting on photographs. or Well, that's what it looked like to me. Yep. And to, to make like faces or people like, you know, figures. or And it would... It was like, I loved, I just loved the use of the photograph as the backdrop because it really changed the painting. Yeah. The paintings itself are really expressive. Like the 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 first lot we were talking about, which are all black and white. But around the room, there's loads of different examples. There's some like colored pieces and there's like, you know, huge, there's a lot of big stuff in this show which I would recommend. <laughs> love, you know, when it's a big gallery, it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I love the faces. And there's two categories of faces, I'd say, because there were the faces that were painted on, like, a landscape. Mm-hmm. So there was, like, trees and things. And then there were the faces that were painted on animals. Yeah. So I love the landscape just because of how much the image changed the faces. So depending on where the face was in relation to the things in the photograph, mm-hmm. some of them looked really sinister Oh because yeah. of the light and dark of the photograph. And it was actually nothing to do with the face itself. So I feel like the thing with this artwork is you could write, you could have an episode. We could literally have an episode on every single one of these pieces. Oh, I think so. so. All I can do is give you a, like a flavor of what they were because I would happily write an essay all about this. <laughs> but I'm going to skip over them and talk about the animals. Okay. Because that, I don't know how I can describe them really. So it was like the faces. So they're these like really like almost alien or skeletal faces. Like yeah, it was like definitely. very much just your basic, like there's some eyes, there's the nose, there's the mouth. That's the face. Yeah. 
but I loved how so it would be like there was an elephant or like a dog or something in it and like the elephant's ears are like the nostrils or something or like you know there's like using the shapes of other life forms to Mm. kind of create this patchwork person but I don't know well maybe that's partly why I thought it was like kind of alien yeah because it's like I don't know trying to like it's something so familiar yet very unfamiliar oh, the yeah. uncanny very much the so. old uncanny valley raise head again <laughs> and the um like the pictures for those ones that we're talking about um in the little booklet it says that they come from like calendars and stuff so again oh. that kind of like found um like found material found object and like again something i can imagine in my uh future scenario of like when you're digging around for styrofoam it's like oh look there's this weird booklet with these numbers on it and each page has a different animal on for some reason what can yeah. use that <laughs> so yeah just really interesting and um part of the series is another one like another section of these um like 2d painting over pictures thing i want to talk about real quick is in the back right corner these ones are interesting because it looks like every there's i don't know like eight of them maybe um every one has the same photo sometimes it's rotated sometimes they're all in the same place of like like a like it kind of looks like a school from like the 70s like that kind of architecture yeah with like bushes and trees and stuff but each one has another one of these like kind of scary faces on and every face is kind of the same same shape like same eye placement and stuff but each one like it's shaded differently and sometimes it looks like there's different environments so this is what i call the german expressionist section um because they're all very expressive and it's kind of that art style so if anyone's seen like metropolis or like the cabinet of dr caligari it's like that Ooh, nosferatu that's what i was thinking it kind of all look nosferatu-esque like german german dracula but not dracula no no because bram stoker wasn't happy about that um but it's that sort of thing like some of them looks like it's like proper noiry sort of thing like like light through like some blinds like casting like diagonal lines across its face and like really heavy shadow on one side and like just all these kind of different settings for this face and it was just creepy and amazing because i love that stuff creepy and amazing and expressive (laughs) and again that sort of like western influence like german expressionisms i mean it was a very german thing but you know it's like european cinema movement um and just great to see how it's incorporated into the rest of the stuff because it, it still works as like with the thematic whole of the whole thing. It's it's fab. Because the faces of all the sculptures are quite, I want to say like they're very much in the same vein as like I said before, they're like not really face-like. Even the heads, like some of them look more like monkey heads. Some of them mm. are just like not really head shaped. It's just like round thing at the top yeah but like the faces are like maybe i didn't give them enough credit before because thinking about them in relation to those paintings and those like well collages or whatever you'd want to call them they have like they definitely mirror that Mm. where they are like because they do feel kind of sinister like that's why i think like these statues are like gods or warriors or something because they look really like hard Mm. but uh (laughs) in every sense of the word yeah (laughs) um but yeah, like they're really just like, it very much feels like this just like brushstroke, brushstroke, like the indication of a face, mm. you know, rather than like 
a face. Yeah. It's just lush. It's very, it's just lush. I'm so impressed. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, such a cool uh, exhibition. And I think, I could be wrong, but I think this might be the first time that this artist's work has like had a, like a whole show in Europe, maybe. Ooh. I think. I might be wrong on that. I should have checked it first, but never mind. Ah, um, well. <laughs> but like, yeah, as you were saying, we could probably do an episode and everything in it, but we won't because we're already nearly at like now 50 minutes in. now. So yeah. <laughs> I think we could wrap it up here, but um, it There's is an amazing so show. There's so much more to talk about. But, <laughs> well, you know what? Like I've, I'm leaving this episode wanting more. So I can only imagine the listeners are also wanting more yeah and that i'd say go with the bollock <laughs> indeed oh well so we should, Get talk, there. we should talk about like how it was actually being at the bollock um so obviously we're in an era of uh viruses and mm. uh you know just caution everywhere warranted caution but caution everywhere so the way that the bollock are doing it at the minute is you book on Eventbrite, you book a time slot for the day that you want to go. So it's half past every hour from, you know, whenever they open to whenever they close. Mm-hmm. Um, so you book your slot, how many people are going, and that's so like they can get in touch if there's like an outbreak. So like for the, so you don't sign up for the track and trace thing, but that that's their way of doing the track and trace thing. So they can yeah. like, log everyone, or at least one person from every group who goes um so that was cool easy to do mm-hmm. um and you because don't... they've done that it's like really well i mean it's a huge building anyway but it's not like you're gonna bump into anyone and if yeah. you see someone else there's enough space to respect each other's space yes. so it felt very secure and all the staff as always were lovely and very helpful so yeah do, if i would just like to those who are particularly wary i'd say like the the experience is very you could it's very solo like you don't yeah. have you're not brushing shoulders with anyone at any time yeah definitely um so when you book you think you don't go in the main like baltic doors like you usually would you there's an entrance around the side like on the riverside you kind of go up a ramp and then that's where they like get people in so then they check it off and you can like sanitize your hands and stuff you gotta wear a mask uh yeah. through the thing please um and then they kind of recommend you start at the top so you take the elevator up to the fourth floor and then you can just get the fifth the fifth floor wasn't open when i went so i don't know (gasps) like i went yesterday so i don't know if it was i don't know it it might be open next time it might not um listeners when you go try to go the fifth because you get the nice viewing deck it's mm. a lovely experience but if not fourth is just as good and that's where the exhibition we were talking about is yes so you know what to expect um, indeed <laughs> yep but i mean you can find more information about like how to safely visit and stuff on the baltic's website easy to remember baltic.art um yeah, but yeah i think, I think and i'm sure when up. you go on if you go on the baltic website and you go on like exhibitions and you click on the exhibition you want to go to i'm sure there's just a link there so yeah. i'm sure you can like there's loads like they make it really easy <laughs> yeah definitely. and if you're confused i'm sure shoot them something on social media yeah <laughs> or ask you yeah it'd be fine yeah easy, absolutely easy. recommend and there's you know you can always just go for a coffee or something and like you're a good time mm. good day out COVID oh yeah safe. very much so it was a big art day um so 
how do I end these? Yes, we end episodes. There we go. It's been it's been a few a couple of weeks since we recorded, so I'm like, how do we do this again? <laughs> uh, we would like to end episodes is to talk about something like another good thing, another cool recommendation, or something that we're looking forward to doing. Um, since things are kind of open-ish again, I can look forward to things, which is nice. So um, <laughs> something I'm looking forward to is an exhibition at System. If anyone hasn't been back to System yet. Um, it's based in Bamber House now, so where Abject Gallery is, was. Because System on... is like, for those who might not know what we're talking about, System Gallery used to be in Bar Loco on the top floor, mm-hmm. but then just before like COVID all kicked off, they lost their premises. So Dan, the dude who runs it, is very coolly just like, running the gallery without a premises and he's just like doing little pop-ups and stuff Mm -hmm. so i'm really happy to to know that he's got like somewhere to be basically in bamber house so it feels like totally and god bless bamber house and breeze creatives and abject gallery for being there for this exact scenario definitely well there's an exhibition opening up on wednesday so the 30th uh called this feels like an omen and one fitting um (laughs) but two it just sounds like just cool um uh, one of the artists exhibiting is oliver hoffmeister and we saw one of his shows at system like last year the year before and he does like kind of like absurd and weird cool like funny little paintings and stuff but it just it sounds like a cool exhibition and i like knowing that things are still happening. So I am looking forward yeah. to see that. For System, uh, you have to, it's like by appointment only for everything now. So not, they don't have a, an opening event mm-hmm. like they usually would. So, But don't let that put you off. No, no, just give Dan a message. He's uh, dead canny. Yes. So I'm looking forward to that. What are oh, you looking forward it. to, Rosie? Or what's a good thing with you? Well, seeing as you've got, you've listened to all those podcasts and you might be in need of another recommendation uh i'm going to recommend a podcast i just found it on spotify but it's probably on like loads of other things by wondry who generally just make fabulous true crime kind of like documentary storytelling things it's and i love them because they do like it's a set number of episodes so it's like this is an eight part series where we're going to tell you a story in eight parts and i'm like amazing that's because then you know it's going to be well written with a beginning middle and end so i know alice likes film noir and like um and just like and you like a bit of true crime so a combination of those things a podcast i found and was listening to last week is called murder in hollywood land and it's literally like it's a real story of a director who's found dead in his house but the way they tell it because it's from like the the 20s or something i think i've heard of this it's really really good so amazing let's just put that out there in the universe so murder in hollywood land by wondery and it's told because it's got two like two narrators a man and a woman and they like a lot of it so it's all real facts like these crimes happened and the you know the mm-hmm. basic events are there but they kind of put in what can, i can only imagine is fictionalized like bits, the dramatic you know like reenactments that you would get exactly like so they're not re totally yeah so they're not like reenacting anything but they're fleshing out the story Ooh. and it like it's just really well done 
Yep. So Amazing. real I love good it. storytelling and a good bit of murder. Oh, a murder. Most foul. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so there you are. I don't want to leave you high and dry. That, that's, <laughs> I'm probably going to develop a bunch of film today, so I might listen to it literally today. So perfect. It's it's the perfect perfect podcast for that i think <laughs> amazing because i've got the because why i'm looking forward to it is because i've got one episode left oh, so after nice. this i'm gonna go and listen to the last episode and i'm gonna it's called like the confession or something so oh, i'm gonna find out who done Very it exciting <laughs> <laughs> oh lush good wreck thanks man nice um so if you have any recommendations for us Please. Uh, you or you know just want to talk about art and that you can get in touch with us via our website heyartwhatsgood.com via email heyartwhatsgood at gmail.com or on Instagram and Twitter at heyartwhatsgood you know we're, we're we do love getting recommendations that's like a, usually one of the biggest reasons why we go see something because someone's like oh like accurate this or oh I'm in this or oh I heard about this yeah, and it's man. like great tell me so, Even if you don't know us and you're like, why would they want to come to this show? Well, you don't know us and we might very well want to go to that show. <laughs> so, but yeah, like recommendations are always fun. It's the difference between finding a podcast on your own and not knowing if it's going to be good versus being told what's mm, good. Absolutely. Absolutely, Rosie. So yeah, we'll we'll leave you there. Thank you so much for having a listen. Uh, yeah. We'll catch you in the next one. Wear a mask and stay safe, guys. Bye. Bye.